Welcome to the Art of the Dive, Game Week 36 done, Game Week 37, very close on the horizon here. Jake and I are doing a sneaky under the radar late Game Week pod, very unusual for us, but schedules have just been a little bit crazy, so that's what we are going to do. Jake, how are you, buddy? Doing doing well. Um, sad to see a season coming to a close. My my team is in disarray, but you know the weather's getting nicer. I'm going to be going on vacation soon. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, it must be tough for you out there in California. You know, you got like 60s, 70s, and 80s the entire year. It's May today, and it's 40 degrees here and raining. So it's great, it really is. Yeah, it sounds good. Honestly, the weather here hasn't. It's not been bad. I shouldn't complain. You're right, but it hasn't gotten up to 70 for like quite some time. Oh, I think must we had be like so one or two tough. days of 70. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had yeah, to ride my bike outside in this weather today, Jake. It was like 15-mile-an-hour winds and raining the whole time. So you can suck it, okay? Nice. It makes you a better person. No, it doesn't. It makes me sad, and it makes my body hurt. It also makes me sick a lot of the time. So no. Uh, that's true. The weather change is definitely not good for the respiratory system. No. Um you did bring up end of the year here. I mean, we've only got two game weeks. You know, there's only so much advice we can give now going into the end of the year. Uh, we've got this pod. We have a pod next week that's going to actually probably be a solo pod by me because you're going to Barcelona, huh? Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be my first trip to Europe since I was a, a freshman in high school. Wow. I'm sorry, I should have said Barcelona. My mistake. Yeah, Barth- Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, that'll be fun. Good job by you. Um, so I'll do a solo pod next week. And then at the end of the year, we'll do like probably a week after the season ends, we're going to do a podcast, uh, like a, a year in review podcast and just cover some fun stuff. Mostly, uh, talk a little bit about the plan for the pod going forward. Are, are you good with that, Jago? I am good with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then a nice long break. So uh, we've got a handful of things to cover on the pod today. We've got some questions. We've got kind of some big picture topics, uh, some things about leagues. Um, So it's a little bit of a a mix of topics for this week. Um, Like I said, it's kind of the end of the year here. It's hard to give like a bunch of really solid advice because there's not a lot of long-term planning going on. Um, And so it's mostly just focusing on kind of finishing up the year uh, and and the tiny bit of strategy that's used to do that. So let's get into it, Jake. Uh, we've got a couple big picture topic questions from some listeners. Kenny McDowell, Mr. McDonald over here, a uh, bit early for the next pod, just listen to a recent one. I'm Irish, even though Marco calls me McDonald, and we've got to get this Doherty pronunciation right. It's as bad as coon for coon and Doherty, not Doherty. Uh, so he's saying that we do, we say it wrong. I guess my response would be, I think I'm pretty sure I'm saying it right. Are we saying it right, Jake? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're saying it right. 100%. There's no doubt in my mind that we're saying it wrong. Yeah, just it's weird. I mean, maybe in Ireland, H means CK, but in, you know, in America, CK means CK. Right. So it's like, learn English, you know, learn English. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. I mean, maybe we can try to be better about it next year. Maybe we, maybe we should put that mm. in like our to do. Mm. No. Okay. Doherty. I say it like that. How about how do you like that, Kenny McDowell? Was that pretty good? 
That was pretty good. Yeah, okay, nailed it. Uh, Martin wrote in, I know I'm jumping the gun, but just wondering on the thoughts for next season on getting in penalty takers. Maybe that should be one of the first things we look at. I'm listening to another podcast. Wow, son of a bitch. Uh, uh, Here, and there is a discussion on VAR. Uh, Pat Nevin, the ex-Everton player, reckons we will see a lot more penalties next season. And with the introduction of VAR, uh, what's your thoughts? Uh, could Millie from Palace be our first name on next season's squad? We've talked about this a bit, Jake. I mean, I think we already try to kind of pick players out that are on penalties, right? It's something that we're we're often considering. For example, uh, this year we we talked about players like Kuhn, um, you know, Salo when Milivojevic isn't on the pitch, um, Hazard, you know, players that are on free kicks that we know are going to take those penalties. I guess the big question is, does VAR actually increase the number of penalties taken? I haven't necessarily seen uh, stats on that, uh, data, when VAR is introduced to new leagues. Uh, But one thing I'm really interested, actually, and and we can talk about both sides of this, but one thing I'm kind of interested in is, if there is going to be an increase in penalty kicks taken, then there's also going to be a decrease in clean sheets and an increase in penalty kicks saved. Uh, So it'll be kind of interesting from like a goalkeeper perspective as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, I agree um, with all those statements. And I think that's where, again, this year we've tried to go after defenders that produce more attacking returns. And I think it's even going to be more crucial next year to do that as well. Due to less clean sheets, is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Due to less clean sheets. I was very surprised, actually, right before this, I was looking at midfielders and Milivojevic very high up the charts at the end of the season I didn't think he'd get there and obviously a lot of people didn't go with him this year because of his price rise at the beginning of the season but he probably would have been worth it yeah in terms of points per million right he would have been fine Mm -hmm. from a value perspective yeah which is pretty surprising I thought his like production would have dropped off this year and it didn't well the thing is like you'd think that penalty kicks being your main source of points would be a relatively unsustainable source of points wouldn't you Correct. I yeah. That's what I was thinking this year for him. So with the price rise, I was like, oh, stay away. Um, but he ended up having a pretty good season. Yeah, of course he did. Of course he did because we didn't have him. Uh, Pete, mm-hmm. what is your take on how people can go from being a 100K player to a 1K player? I have heard a few pods and other people talking about it recently. Part of it is getting on form players early, but what signs do you look for uh, to get on someone before they hit form? Eye test, stats, etc. You know, I think it's a it's a really good question from Pete because a lot of people that are kind of at that 1K, you know, roughly like 1K to 2K rank, they're kind of in there. They're looking to see like, all right, well, what what separates those 1K players from those 1K or 10K players? I would like to start answering this question, Jake, and then I want to hear kind of your thoughts. But there's no such thing, in my opinion, as a 1K player, right? Like most people do not hit top K every single year. It's very rare. Um, maybe like a 10K player, you know, somebody that, that consistently can kind of get in that top 10K. Um, you know, I've been playing for a handful of years, but just in the last few years have I kind of developed a strategy that has got me down kind of in rank. I had like a 70,000 year, then I had a 17 or 16,000 year, and now this year I'm at about like 2,000. And so, you know, it does take some time to develop a strategy that's going to allow you to be successful year in and year out. Um, every, I, I mean, I do think that there is a best strategy in terms of if you're just shooting for rank. Um, and we've talked about some of the, the main topics there, you know, in terms of focusing on value and captain selection and 
and maybe you know selection percentages and things like that um in terms of the idea of like what types of things you're looking for i mean that's tough we we've talked about the stats we use jake right like we like to look at xg and xa or expected goal involvement we like to look at heat maps we like to look at number of minutes played and rotations and things like that um we like to look at predicted points from some of the different models um, as well as uh, goal scoring odds or clean sheet odds as well. Those are some of the stats we like. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily know that there's such a thing as like a 1K player. Do you kind of get what I'm saying with that? I get what you're saying. I, th- I think you can put yourself in position. Um, I mean, you're better to answer this question because you, you actually hit top 1K. Because where... I'm actually good at the game and you <laughs> suck at everything. You're actually good. Yeah. Yeah, and I... I mean, I'm happy with my season, um, barring two dreadful finishes. I'm hoping to maybe get two more green arrows even. But, yeah, minus my, or, yeah, barring my minus 80 this year, I would have had a pretty good season and would have been in the 100K range. Right. You would have been number one. Yeah, I wish I could say that. Yeah. But I agree. I think think hitting the early players, which that's more of a, a difficult thing um do your research you know figure out who's going to be starting for teams um try to look for value you're gonna have to have i think this year what really helped both of us i mean i got out to a strong start as well um up until that minus 80 again but right. otherwise you would have been number one otherwise i would have been number one but <laughs> barring that we both started off and we both went um we both hit on big teams, right? We had triple Liverpool. I think we both started with triple city, um, got some cheap alternative options and then also went with attacking defenders. And our bench coverage was actually not very good at the beginning of the year because they don't rotate that much. That's true. So I think that's a good way to start this season. And then the things during the middle of the year that you do better than what I do is don't take hits don't make stupid transfers by chasing points. Um, I did that a lot. I think I've, like, with just Frazier alone, I've lost nearly 75 points this year by dumping him um, when he decides to get a hat trick or two goals or four assists or whatever the fuck he does to me every time. Um, and you you'll do it. pretty well. I do deserve it. Yeah. yeah, I do. We also, one of the things we did mid-year was we we both kind of dumped um, premium strikers. Right. We kind of like mm-hmm. after about 10 game weeks, we were like, there's just not enough value there. And there's more more points to be had in the midfield and the back line because of the way teams have changed the way they play. And also the way that players are categorized in the game. Um, a lot of like midfield players that are actually wingers in like four three three situations or like Wolves players that were playing like in three four threes where you could get players that were listed as defenders playing in attacking roles. That's a huge advantage if you can if you can get those players before they are uh, popular in a sense. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And that, again, is kind of watching games, reading about lineups, um, seeing how coaches want to play. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be, well, there's always going to be new teams, but also new coaches. Um, Sorry, sorry, you know. Ah, You son of a bitch. (laughs) But that's, that's what I mean is, you know, we kind of knew the system that Sari wanted to play with Chelsea, and we knew that Alonso and Aspilicueta would be farther back. And yeah, they still had okay seasons, but they weren't as good as they were previously with Conte playing as wingbacks more. No, I like so, it the spaghetti. Just the, the little nuances. 
I yeah, like a little nuances. Yeah, I like I like, a, like a the spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, nothing else. Yeah, to I say agree. There, I totally. wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, of course you do. Um, yeah, I, th- I think those are kind of the things we we discussed that like at the beginning of the year, I think, and talked a little bit about um, you know kind of how to how to handle that with like our preseason pods, um, and I. I We'll talk about it at the end of the year when we do like our reflection pod. But I think we actually did pretty well, like with the advice that we gave to kind of stick to at the beginning of the season if you wanted to have a successful year. Um, you know, and, and Pete asks, you know, like, oh, are you looking at eye tests? Or are you looking at stats? And the reality is, it's a lot of different things. Uh, and one way that thing that really helped me was um, starting to listen to podcasts in the first place because the one nice thing about a podcast, and I've said this a hundred times on our pod, you know, we don't we don't necessarily give like perfect advice all the time, but that's not necessarily what we're trying to do. We're trying to just get people to think about like some different approaches to the game that they could take. Um, obviously like the situation you're in and the situation I'm in is very different than the other, you know, 3 million live players that are playing the game right now and their teams. And so to give like specific advice, you know, cause we don't know the exact transfers they've made. We don't know what their plans are. We don't know exactly every little detail of their team. So to give exact advice is tough, but but if you listen to these podcasts, you can get a lot of that information about eye tests and some stats and some thoughts that you can apply to your team that hopefully will help. So that's kind of my advice for Pete. I, th- I think that that's reasonable, don't you? Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Stay tuned for our last podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll recap some of that stuff. Um, Gaz wrote in, uh, okay, so this is one about a, a rule change, um, which we like to always talk about. But uh, what do you think about adding a DM position? Obviously, that stands for direct messages, DM position, uh, sliding into them every single day. Uh, You have to play at least one, but no more than two. The squad size would have to go up to 16 to have one more bench spot for the position. Uh, DMs get three clean sheet points, uh, but same offensive points as mid would bring a whole bunch of players into contention, increase the options for building a team, and make interesting change in the balance. Uh, yeah, I, I think I've been on record saying this. I would love more specified positions on in the game. But I think in general, like, FPL is trying to keep the game as simple as they can for the kind of casual average player, don't you? Yeah, I, I agree. I do kind of like the idea, though. Kind of defensive midfielders, it's like, why do we even put them on there usually? I, I don't know if there's a better way to do it, making them, like, cheaper and... I don't, I don't know. That's That could be hard, too. <clears throat> Is that all you have to say on that? Well, I mean, I, I like the idea. Don't get me wrong. Um, all right, but just Jake, I like Jake, the fl- Jake, just be done, okay? Okay. Just be okay. Done. It's okay. not, you're not, adding, you're not adding anything to the conversation at this point. Yeah, it's just defensive midfielders mm. bore me. Mm. You bore me, you know, but you don't see me, like, complaining about it all podcasts. I'd like to, you know? but but i don't you know and there's all these listeners and they have they're they're sitting they're on their commute right now they're in their car they're they're on the train they're you know they're going for a walk and they have to listen to you and they're bored jake they don't like you but they have to listen to you you know god i mean they don't they don't have to yeah you know what you're you're right everyone should turn their headphones right off turn it off turn it off right now we're (laughs) this is done we're done for now it's over Shut it down. Uh. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. FPL Virgin. Uh, I'm currently around 300k OR. I've ran out of game weeks and have to accept this disaster season. 
uh, that it, and that it can't be saved. How do you go on when you have this awful blemish on your season history? It's like having the words FPL fraud permanently tattooed on your forehead. Jake got that tattooed, but not on his forehead, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, a different spot. Yeah, I was reading this question ahead of time and was like, oh, I thought I had a good year. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like like you were saying it, it happens. It doesn't mean that you're a bad FPL manager. Sometimes you fall behind in the beginning of the year and it's hard to make it back up, especially when players consistently start well and do well for the rest of the season, which I feel like happened this year. Yeah, and and here's the reality of it to FPL Virgin or anybody else that had kind of a rough rough game uh, season, if you will. Um, I don't think that there are that many people that are actually like scrolling through your team and looking at your overall rank history and are like, oh, that guy had a 300K rank. Like if you look at mine, I have a year where I finished like 500K. Like it, it's just that doesn't mean that you're really bad at FPL. And it furthers my thoughts on this game that there are very, very few experts on the game. I would not consider myself one. I think I'm pretty good at the game. I think I have a pretty decent strategy, but I would not call myself an expert. There's very few people that I would. Um, and, you know, to think that you have FPL fraud permanently tattooed on your forehead, you don't. Okay. Uh, it, nobody's judging you based off of this what people judge you for is what you add to the community um, because that's how people know you Uh, and if you add quality content to the community if you're you know a respectful fun and enjoyable person to be around people are going to enjoy having you in the community nobody's going to judge you for that rank because everybody that's played the game and that's serious about the game knows that you have shit seasons and shit game weeks it's just how it goes because that's how that's how the odds of the game work it's just like um we talked about last week right jake it's like it's like a stock system right and monkeys pick stocks better than some professional stockbrokers and that's how it works with this game sometimes you think you have all the information you think you have it all figured out and you don't Uh, and it's just how it goes so i wouldn't be too upset about it it's just my thoughts i'm upset about those monkeys (laughs) <laughs> that they're picking stocks better than than you? Yeah, that's what I'm upset about. Stab them. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Monkey killer. Uh there's a you know the other there's actually a number of very interesting studies about these um these high-end stockbrokers and their ability to pick individual stocks. So not like portfolios or mutual funds, right? Cuz when you begin to accumulate a diversity of uh, stocks, uh, you mitigate risk. But I'm just talking about specific individual stocks. Um, and, and they've actually had like people throw darts at a board. They've had um, monkeys randomly pick stocks, and they often perform very similarly to these, quote, experts. Pretty interesting, huh? Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's a little side note. Um, but back on to the game week. Let's talk about our um, our team and our overall ranks. Uh, do you want to start this week, Jake, or should I? I think you should. Let's start on a high point. Okay. Well, I mean, my game week wasn't, like, crazy good or anything. I I had a, I had an okay game week. I finished with um, – just get my team up here. I finished with a total of uh, 85 points. The average was 69, which is a sexual thing. Uh, the average top 1K was 91, so I finished a little under that, and it led to a slight red arrow. My game week rank was uh, 1.4 million, so not terrible. 
Um, and I've, my overall rank now, I, I was at like, um, I think 1100, I'm now at 1600. So not like a bad drop. Um, 85 points is okay. In terms of player performance, um, I did all right. I, uh, I captained Mane, which I was happy with. I was on, you know, I was trying to decide with the triple captain. Um, obviously the move was to go with Salah. Um, I couldn't get there without a hit and I'm pretty hit averse as everyone knows. So I thought about Mane, but I really was convinced that Poole was going to get up on Huddersfield by like a two goals, let's say, and then shut it down and be like, we're going to save Mane and Salah for the Champions League, uh, which for some reason Klopp is just absolutely incapable of doing. And uh, good good on them because they got fucking smashed by Barcelona today. So they deserve that. Um, I did end up Captain Imane, which I'm happy with. He had a, a spectacular performance with two goals in that clean sheet. Um, and then I have Alexander Arnold and Robertson, which is awesome as well. So 14 points and 10 points between them. Laporte returned, uh, had a, a really nice game with three bonus points. Um, Aguero uh, got me the goal and a bonus point. Um, Jimenez uh, got me a goal and a bonus point. And then everybody else was on like two points. Uh, big downer was uh, Kieran Trippier not playing for me again. Um I really, I messed up with this whole Spurs investment. I mean, the fixtures look good, but I guess I had not considered the way rotation may work with Champions League here and basically how they have this opportunity that they've like not had in a very long time to to compete with these top teams in Europe. And I guess I just didn't really think of like how they were going to approach that. And I, I messed it up. They've basically completely just played shit football in the Premier League and have changed rotations and things like that. Um, so I guess that's just how it goes sometimes. You, you miss miss the boat from time to time. So that's how my team team went, Jake. How, how did you get along? Yeah, um, kind of similar to you. My defense was fantastic. Uh, all clean sheets. I wish I would have started Obi-Wan, but whatever except i guess uh ryan Ingle got me to a uh, uh, sad two points my midfield Mane captain did really well it was so frustrating to, to see Salah get like that third goal just sad yeah just it sad is what it is me. Yeah. his first goal was such it was such a good goal like so i had to appreciate it but i was just like what are you doing lossel like well, why only, are you coming out there yeah he only scored two goals though he didn't score three but yeah. oh yeah you're right two goals two, two goals, goals and an assist the, the, two goals and an assist yes the last goal i guess is what i was thinking yeah. of like right toward yeah. the end of the game um just killed me because Mane was going to keep pace with the captainship right. and right. those who triple captained right um and then got a goal from Aguero, Rashford's garbage, Sun's garbage. Garbage. I garbage. switched you garbage. Hazard for Sterling, which was also garbage. I guess I got an extra point for the clean sheet. That's um, a good job. Yeah. Yeah, good job by me. I mean, Sterling tried. He basically had to try to stuff the ball past eleven <laughs> Burnley players in the net. So Sterling tried. He tried. Yeah. Fuck him, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a game where more defenders have been in the box for a longer period of time than that Man City-Burnley game. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I um, So I drove down to uh, visit a friend on Sunday to our buddy Nick's place. It's about a two-hour drive, and I get there, and the game had been on, the City-Burnley game. And uh, Nick is a huge Liverpool fan, you know, and, and so he's watching the game just intently. It's like the 60th minute, and I walk in, it's 0-0. 
and I say, um, I proclaim something along the lines of, wow, Nick, you must be pretty happy about this. And he responds, yeah, I, I am. This is, this is, this is good. They're, they're sitting really deep. It's looking pretty good. And literally like within minutes, uh, Aguero gets that goal that they like tried to clear off the line. It was like an inch, or, yeah. you know, like the centimeters. Yeah. It was like two centimeters over the line. And, uh, Nick just turns to me and he goes, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> it's pretty good so i deserve i deserved that um it was just uh pretty unlucky but um but yeah i was it was amazing right like we know burnley can park a bus right we know that but like how deep they were defending they had like basically they were just conceding all the space in the world they had their their back line of four, their their back bank, basically like a step in front of the six, and then their second mm-hmm. bank was like on the eighteen. I've never seen a team defend that compact, right? Like, okay, you can have the ball in our box, but we're just gonna have like ten players in the box the whole time. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't know. I don't know if they were lucky or good to give up one goal. Yeah, probably Still a don't bit know. Of both. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry, I distracted you. So, so what for... did you what did you finish for for what was your game week rank oh, and yeah. what's your overall? Eighty four game... points, one off of you. Um, so similar game week overall. Uh, you know, fourteen uh, one million four hundred seventy three thousand. Um, green arrowed. A... I'm. What well, I was I was going to say? You missed a chance there to like get a point of a game over me in the league dive leaderboard. You really, or I, I mean, know. in the that uh, was the, the diving most board, disappointing. The diving board, our head to head, our head to head match. Yeah, it was actually a disappointing week because of the head-to-head. And then the, um, you know, Zach, our one guy in our group that capped, triple captain Sala, uh, was, I was 10 points off of catching him, and this would have been the week to do it. But That's it. You're done now. That's Sala. Yeah, I'm done now. So right. I'm going to take fourth, which is still an improvement from last year. Yeah. But we'll next save. year it's going to have to be top of the table. Yeah, right. Good luck. Uh, we'll, save your, uh, we'll save your mistakes for the Jake's mistake section of the pod, all right? Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, sixth goal wrote in, fuck all double game weeks. I, I think that's <laughs> kind of fair. I, I think that was for the game week before, but he was just mad about that. He wanted to get that He's off his chest. He's still mad about it. Yeah, still yeah, mad. I was, I, like, I was like, wait, that wasn't this week. Maybe that was the week before and I fucked it up, but either way, fuck all yeah. double game weeks. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say the F word a few times on the podcast. Uh, okay, so should we get in? Are you like ready to share some mistakes? Yeah, I'm I'm ready. All right, so Jake's mistakes, as you know, I don't know if you know this, Jake. It's become it's it's interesting because I I hate you on the podcast, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, for some reason you've become Hate's kind a strong of, word. Well, okay, I fucking hate you. Then um, you you've okay. become a bit of like a little cult hero with all your stupid little things that you like, you know, like your your PSLs, your minus eighties. Um, I don't know, all the stupid things you like. And now Jake's mistakes, people really have begun to like. So um, I hope you have a few things queued up. Uh, We did get a nice write-in this week. So some people have been sending in some funny Jake's mistake songs. Uh, So this Mm -hmm. one was sent in by Mario. And so I picked this one this week. uh, And he says it's sung to the tune of Every Breath You Take by the Police. Do you know that song? Mm Mm-hmm. I do know that song. So I, I knew the song, but I like, I've never really listened to it. So I played it on my drive home uh, today. Mm-hmm. It's a creepy song. Yeah, it is a creepy song. Yeah, Stalker. Stalker. Yeah. Like, you're not going anywhere. 
I will hold you by your hair. I don't. Is that the words? Yeah. Something like that. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's close. It's yeah, close. close. All right. Well, I'm going to sing it. Um, I have like an instrumental version of the song queued up so that we can really like do it right. I think that's probably the right way to do it, right? I agree. I don't know if anyone will be able to hear the music. I'm going to turn it up on my computer, but it's more for me so I can like make sure I sing it right. Are you ready? Okay. Got you. It's I'm just, ready. It's just two verses, but here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. Mm. Every breath you take and every move you make Every captain call is a chance to fall It's a Jake's mistake Uh I think I missed the intro on the next part. Every time you speak, and every single week, and every time you pot, I think, oh my god, it's a Jake's mistake. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I, I think good. I definitely missed the cadence. I don't really know the song, but it was close. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It was good. I liked the. Um, the the sounds in between like the verses it was good i think that's what threw me off a little bit i i didn't practice this i just sang it for the first time all right well i hope everyone enjoyed that and i would guess that like 50 percent of all people that were listening to the pod have turned it off by now yeah at least 50 percent. yeah it might be like 80 percent. i don't blame them either they're like you can't get the song right uh and this is not an fpl podcast anymore we're done um, but that's fine. So Jake, what were your big, your big mistakes this week? Let's, let's hear them. Yeah. So I was debating the day before games. Um, I do, I, I now understand, cause this is the first year I haven't gone premium goalkeeper. I do understand the dilemma. I looked on FPL odds and Brighton actually had the higher clean sheet percentage than Crystal Palace, which made sense. Like Crystal Palace's defense hasn't been good. In my heart, I felt like the Crystal Palace-Everton game was going to be 0-0. Like, if I was a betting man, I was going to say the game would be 0-0. Don't know why I felt that. I just did. Um, but I had Dinge, and I had Obi-Wan and Gaita, and I thought it would be very risky to play all three. Um, so I, I didn't, and I went with Ryan instead of Gaita and messed up there because Gaita got clean sheet and some bonus points idiot uh i also didn't start obi-wan stupid um and then also my other two bench players brooks and rondon each had an assist so i left a total of 18 i'm trying to do this without looking i think what did one get like bonus points too i think he got like an i'll go back i think he got like some some boners um so yeah i left a total of 27 points on my bench Jesus. pretty impressive actually <laughs> yeah you're a piece yeah. of shit you're really bad at this game but it, but it really it wasn't like i started bad players in place like the rest of my defense did well like van dyke got a clean sheet uh dinge got a clean sheet Pereira got a clean sheet and 10 points and robertson got 14 points it was just my midfield that was disappointing like uh you know de la foe uh or jerry d uh kind of disappointing son just Spurs in general are disappointing, yeah, and then Manchester shit. United have been shit, shit. as well. So shit. I should have known. Just should have known. So you had a number of huge mistakes this week. I mean, you you clearly could have had yeah. like a hundred point week. Yeah, I mean, 
I think the biggest one was the keeper. I, I should have just started Gaita. He's been so good. Um, I think the Rashford Rondon call is tough, and I don't think anyone really would have started Brooks over any of my other four midfielders, but Probably. whatever. It's a Jake's mistake. Yeah. yeah. It just gets longer and longer every week. I it's know. true. Yeah. Normally it's just like you slay one or two things, but now we're like singing songs and <laughs> you're yeah. fucking ranting about how bad you are. It's good though. It makes everyone else feel better about how bad they are at the game. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get into the, the, the leaderboards for the uh, two leagues that we have. We'll start with the league dive leaderboard. Um, so I, thanks to Gaz, Steve, and Two Point Sex Sounds, who sent in a, a few different stats just about like captaincy and uh, uh, chip usage and things like that. So it looks like for League Dive this week, um, we had about 50 managers that put the captain ban on Mane and about 35 that put it on Sala. Then a mixture of some other captains like Aguero and Sterling and Sun, uh, and then some randos. Um, for the league this week, uh, we'll start with number 10, Nyalo Higgins, 9, Mark Edwards, 8, John Eric Torsteinson, uh, seven Matt Blender, six Samuel Shapiro, fifth uh, Hamish Holmes, luck of the Irish there, uh, fourth Arnie Marius Haugen, uh, third Fripe Person, second is Marco, and in first is uh, Matt Frisky, the Kyoto Kid. So the story here is I was pretty close to Matt. Uh, I think I was like three or four points behind him last week, um, had a great bench boost, felt like my chip strategy had completely come off. And then Matt went ahead and had a game week rank of 144. I will say that this is the highest game week rank I've ever seen of someone that like I know. You know, I mean, I've seen like people post like, oh, I had, I'm ranked fifth in the world. And I'm like, whatever. I don't know who the fuck you are on Twitter. Like, so you, good job by you, like whatever. But, uh, but Matt is one of the few people that I like kind of know he ranked 144. He scored 147 points this week. Uh, of course, he triple captain Salah. Uh, he had Mane, Robertson, Laporte, uh, Jota, Wilson, Jimenez, Vardy. Uh, basically, almost every player that he played had like multiple returns. Uh, so good job by him. Unfortunately, that means it's probably not fucking coming home uh, because he now has a lead of like 70 points almost on me. Um which really, really sucks because I was really hoping for like the last two game weeks it was kind of going to be exciting, but it doesn't doesn't look exciting at all here, Jake. Yeah, that's going to be pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, so so it goes. Yeah. Good job by Matt there. He's actually, interestingly, kind of funny. He He's ranked 144 in the world for this game week, and he's ranked 144 in the world overall. So if that's not a sign of him winning the entire thing, I don't know what is. Uh, remember, Matt, you owe 51% of any and all winnings to Jacob and I. Uh, that is part of the um, agreement in the small print the second you download the podcast or stream it. So um, yeah. yeah, so that's good. I hope you win so that we can take all of your things that you win, like the stress ball and the t-shirt or whatever the fuck you get from official FPL. Yeah, I don't know how he ended up with that team because he wild-carded early like me, and he, his team's way better. I want his team. Yeah, well, you just suck, and you have an entire section yeah. of a podcast committed to the shit play that you do, so that's the difference, okay? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, the Travis Shaw uh, minus 80 PSL League, PSL Super League, excuse me, um, two-point sex sounds made a good point. He said... Uh, you should probably remind everyone why it's called that. So we have a ton of people in the league. It's been open for a long time. I don't know exactly how many managers, but I think there's like over 300 people now in it that have just kind of randomly joined it. It started, I think, like in game week, was it like game week 28 or something or 29, right? 
Yeah, I think so. Twenty nine or thirty. I don't know exactly, but we started it like kind of. I like joined this, late, anyway. Right? So, yeah, yeah, you fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> we started as like an end of the year, right? Like an end of the year um, league, and we had a bunch of people join it. And I just thought I'd give everyone a really quick reason for why it's called this. So, um, the reason we called it Travis Shaw's minus eighty PSLs because those are three things that Jake has become well known for. So the beginning of the season uh, was Jake's PSL season. So he had, um, he was into pumpkin spice lattes. And for some reason he talked about them one time on the pod and people like thought it was really funny. So it became a theme of Jake. Um, Jake gets weekly enemas of pumpkin spice lattes. That's where they put them up your butt. And Jake likes that. And that there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just weird. And I don't know how it absorbs into his body, but it does. Uh, the minus 80 is also something that Jake did this year. Um, he tried to play his wild card. He messed it up, and he ended up taking a w- minus eighty. Now there is some, you know, potential uh, wrongdoings by official FPL. We think that that F- that minus eighty may have actually been clicked, and that it somehow didn't go through on their end. But it also could just be Jake being an idiot. And finally, Travis Shaw, uh, Jake called Luke Shaw Travis Shaw once and for some stupid reason that has stuck as well everything Jake does that's not funny or intended to be funny somehow sticks I just don't really get it so uh, it's the Travis Shaw's minus 80 PSL Super League now that's the name of the league and this week uh, we had um, a handful of managers that played or or we have about 200 managers I misspoke not 300 but uh, we had about um, let's see 60 or 70 managers that played chips uh, a bunch of about 75% of those managers played triple captain and a few played some bench boost. Um, most of them, again, captained Mane, about 100 people did, and then about 40 people captained Sala and then uh, 10 on Sterling, Son, Firmino. Um, of course, the Sala captainers are the happiest, and I will read quickly the, the league leaders. In 10th is Kenny McDowell, 9th, Tom Watson, 8th, Tom Webb, uh, 7th, Roeth Menon, uh, and 6th, Mohamed uh, Alakani, Alakani, I think I got that. A fifth KG FPL, fourth Ross Harding, uh, and third Mohammed Nadim, uh, and second Frank Pibuin, Pibuin, Pibuin. I can't say it. Whatever. Uh, and in first, uh, Juniad Adiai, Adiai. You think? Juniad Adiai. It's a tough it name. Looks close. That's uh, yeah. a tough name. Okay, so um, good job by them. Uh, we only have two more two more game weeks left so i hope everyone does well uh, going into the end of the year jake should we take a quick break we're kind of running long and then we'll come back kind of smash through some questions yeah let's do it all right quick break we'll be right back stay tuned welcome back to the second half of the pod we've got some listener writing questions that we want to cover here again kind of a mixture of things and and it's the end of the year, so everybody's strategy is going to be a little different. You might be chasing mini leagues. Uh, you might be just trying to consolidate your overall rank. You might be just completely burned out and done playing. We'll cover some of all of these different topics uh, with about, I don't know, eight or maybe ten questions here that we have from people. So, Jake, let's get into it. Two point, uh, wrote in, which player has been the single best pick for your side this season, and how has it helped you? I'll start Mendy. Uh, for me, gave me an excellent start, and his injury marked the start of my steady decline. Uh, which player has been your single big, biggest regret as well? Um, for me, he says it's been Pogba. So, uh, Jake, pull up your team you know, now or kind of think back mm-hmm. on, on players that you've had on your team. 
let's just just throw it out there. You don't have to give a huge reason. Who's your number one, the player that you think was your best pick on the season, and who was your uh, biggest regret, the player that you kind of messed up and didn't bring in? Go ahead. Ooh. That's hard. I, I have um, I have mine if you don't have yours. Do you want me to go? You go first. I'm, I'm thinking. Okay, the easiest one for me is Robertson. Um, I've had Robertson yeah. since the first week, um, and I... I knew that he was going to be a good pick. I knew that they were going to get a lot of clean sheets. I was very confident in that. What I was not necessarily completely confident of, I mean, I knew that Liverpool would be attacking, but I didn't know that he'd be getting 12 assists on the year. Um, I also thought he'd have a goal or two at this point, though, so he hasn't. But I think he's been my my best pick of the year. Um, The biggest miss that I've had this year has been Sun. Um, I missed the gigantic sun run like mid-year where he went just on an absolute tear. Started kind of like in game week, maybe 13, you know, and kind of ran through like 26. I think in that time period he had, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. He had 11 goals in like 12 game weeks, and then he had a, a handful of assists as well. I completely missed that run, and I should have known because I love sun like as a player. Um, and I should have had him on my team as soon as he like caught form and scored one or two game weeks. So those are the, my, my two. What are your two, Jake? Yeah, but those are actually the first two I thought of. So that, those are Jake, good, but I'll, I'll stop pick two. Copying no, me. I, they were. Stop. I know, stop. I know. I'll pick two different ones. Yeah, you better. So Mane, I think, is someone that I had at the beginning of the season and he really helped. Um, I even wish I would have captained him because I went Mane Sala in the beginning. Um, but... Mane was a pretty good pick, and I've had him of late, and he's done pretty well. Uh, during the middle of the season, I, I probably should have just held on to him, and I, I didn't, but it's okay. It is what it is. And then disappointments, I'm, I want to say Son, but I'll say Rashford of late. He was doing fantastic, and I just keep holding on to him thinking he's going to turn it around, and he's just been terrible of late uh the other big mistake that i had was picking up and dropping frazier that's the or, you know that's the problem with those mid-price mids you think yeah. you can move them around to other people because they do have some weeks where they don't do anything but but it's so hard to know when they're going to perform and Bo- bournemouth lately has kind of been up and down it's just better to hold those guys and you know if worse comes to worse put them on your bench when they yeah. play against tough teams yeah, those are those are two good ones. Um, yeah. All right, let's keep moving here then. Thomas Bracken wrote in: Should we just always captain Laporte in double game weeks and be done with it? Uh, so in the last double game week, Laporte had two cleans, and this double game week he had two cleans. Um, I don't know, maybe no, probably not. No, <laughs> no. probably not. They Actually, probably he brings up a very good point, and I made a note of this: is to really. It next year, just focus on defense for the double game weeks. Yeah. Just focus on it. That's the most important thing. Yeah, I think you're probably I, right. I think captaining is a little bit strong, but it's definitely not wrong if it's a team like Man City or Liverpool that are pretty likely to get at least one clean sheet. Right. Uh, okay, uh, Bracken wrote in, general question. This is a little bit more big picture, but I think it's a good one to talk about, especially with two... Two game weeks left. Uh, when should you take hits, and what should be the expectations when you do? Uh, I've taken three hits this season, each time for a net gain, uh, under a 1 million game week and above the game week average. But each week I've taken a hit, I've still ended up on a red arrow. I'm happy uh, that they have all worked out, but it seems that taking a hit almost guarantees a red arrow. What are your thoughts? 
uh jake i mean you've taken so i've taken one hit the entire season uh how many have you taken not including of course your idiot minus 80 minus 80 just roughly Ooh, what do you I think i would have to uh probably like five or six yeah that sounds right um i mean have you so here's the thing when people say that they've they've oh i took a minus four but i was net positive they say that all the time. It's like, and then I see like the math that people are doing. I'm like, you weren't net positive. Like you came out even, but you weren't net positive. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people do yeah. the math wrong, like on exactly how that works. They also fail, I think sometimes to... To add in the points from the other player. Right. So Is like they fail to take in points from the other player or they fail to just say like, okay, if I wouldn't have taken a hit and I would have just waited till next week and made the move, what does that look like for me? You know, like, how does that change my overall points? So that's the thing about hits is, like, they're so often, like, people evaluate them really short-sightedly. They evaluate them within that game week, and they don't consider what are the implications long-term. So, you know, earlier in the season, when you're trying to sort your team out, if you're taking hits, there could be this, there's an argument that could be made that you have more time to make those points up because the season's going on. Like, we've given this Mm -hmm. advice before. At this point in the year, why it just doesn't seem like a good idea to take hits the only reason i would take a hit at this point in the year is if like you were trying to get a triple captain player in let's say so like last week if you would have been trying to get Salah and you wanted to take a hit you're, you're convinced he was going to be your player like that would make sense like let's say this week you're like oh aguero is my guy i'm triple captaining him i'm taking a hit to do it okay i could see the argument there but anyone else on the team unless like you can't field a full 11 i don't see the argument for ever taking a hit there's not enough time if it doesn't work out Agreed. Yeah, I agree. So what do you think, like, are the, what should the expectations be when you do? I mean, my thought is you only take a hit, like, if you're in dire need of a change uh, to your team. And specifically, if you, for me at least, like, if you can't put out a full 11 is kind of the way I That's what it. I was going to say. A full 11, like, injuries, make sure that the player you're bringing in is for sure going to play and hopefully is playing like a bottom five defensive table team. But as we see, that varies. I mean, like this year it's been a little bit more consistent with like Huddersfield and Fulham and and Cardiff being pretty low. But even Cardiff will have some weeks where they're defensively a little bit better. Uh, Brighton's been kind of a yo-yo where they'll be okay and then not okay. I think the other thing I would add in is that if I'm bringing in a player for a hit, I really want him to have a lot of good fixtures, not just one game week, but multiple game weeks um, in a row. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, if you can swing that, you do it, right? Um, but other than other, otherwise, like, I'm kind of just trying to avoid the hits in general. I don't know that it necessarily means a red error every time. I, I The issue is, like, when do you hear about hits? You hear about them on fucking twitter when people are like i took a minus 16 and i ended up positive 57 take hits play your own game right like i hate when people post those tweets because the reality of it is most people end up like bracken did like most people took a hit and they're like oh yeah like i maybe did a little better but i'm still on a red arrow like that's how most hits work out then like the one in every 10 times or one in every 20 times somebody takes a hit and they have a big gaming. So they brag about it on Twitter and everybody gets a huge boner. Like I'm not a sheep. I take hits. Well, yeah, now you fucking suck at the game. So there's my rant. Okay. So you're not good now because you're just throwing around hits and, and literally taking minus points constantly. Okay. Don't get me wrong. 
there are times when hits are appropriate and there are times when they definitely take out and I understand when they work out. And I definitely understand that it is a, a risk reward that you're playing with that game. But the, the, the brutal reality of it is that being risk averse in this game, if, if your goal is just a high OR, if you just want to have a high OR, then being risk averse is the best way to play. I, I don't think that there's any argument against that. Because you can play the slow and steady game for the most part, most of the season, and find a lot of success. There's my rant. That's a good rant. That's a good rant. I, okay. I think I had maybe like two or three. I think three is even just me trying to be positive. Green arrows with those hits. But I think even if I green arrowed overall, it probably would have been better just not to do it at least half the time it, it, you just feel I don't I don't know I think it happens to me when I'm looking at my team and I'm frustrated and I just have that extra few days and I just almost get bored and the, the problem with FPL is it it's a marathon it's not a sprint it is yeah I've used that phrase many a times and I think when you just sit there and you look at it for too long you're more apt to make unnecessary changes that's what I mean, managers do that all the time in real life too, I feel. It's just not not a good way to handle it. Yeah, it's just overthought. That's why you're bad at FBL because you're slow and you have poor endurance. So you can't sprint or run for long periods of time. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You're also weak. Okay. I, I wouldn't say that necessarily, but okay. And dim-witted. Now we're just... Now it's just getting hurtful. It's a bit aggressive at this point, yeah. Uh, Kenny McDowell wrote in, Vardy has been on form, uh, but they're away to City and home to Chelsea. Uh, Is he worth holding? Um, Yeah, so Vardy's just been been very good lately. Uh, 13 points, 9 points, 2 points, 16 points, 6 points in his last uh, five games. Of course, against your boys Arsenal, he he racks up two goals. (laughs) He had seven shots against Arsenal, which is pretty ridiculous. I mean... Well, not that ridiculous because they were playing Arsenal. Um, yeah, you know. So, and when so, you get a red card in the first half, that's you true. Know, what that's what true. are you what are you doing? Yeah, uh, worth holding or no? I mean, personally, I'm just not a big Vardy fan. I don't. I wouldn't be holding. But I, what do you think? Here's a better question: What are Brendan Rodgers and Vardy doing during the week? That's what I want to know. Well, okay, we we know what they're doing. I mean, they're they're drinking. So now that Rogers is there, they're they're drinking. Uh, they're drinking port and Red Bull mixed together. It's Vardy's favorite drink, uh, mm-hmm. and Vardy's over here just laying it down on the table and snorting it all, doing port Red Bull enemas uh, pregame, getting ready to go. And that's what that's what's helping him. Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, uh, Rogers is now bringing him some nice ass port. You know, he wasn't getting that before from Puel. It was just shitty port, and now he's getting, like, the good stuff, and he's mixing it with that quality-ass Red Bull. And, yeah, he's getting a good yeah. buzz on. So that's why that's why he looks like he's going to, like, bite your neck every time you see him on TV. Like, yeah. I would get a red card, too. I would, if I was a, an Arsenal player, I'd want to get sent off, okay? Because I'm like, I don't want to get bit. You know, I don't want to get bit by crazy-ass Vardy over there. So I'm getting sent yeah. off so I can go to the locker room and hide. Yeah, makes sense. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. I would say no. I would say I don't want him for those two games. Uh, I, I just don't think he can do it against Man City. Chelsea, maybe. Um, but I think there's better options, especially if the rest of your team is set. Okay, good. Uh, let's keep moving here because we're, we're running a little long. So the big one is one to triple captain. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that we can take a little time on, the, on this, and then we're going to kind of speed through the rest of the questions, okay? 
Uh, so rent when the triple captain here, uh, a lot of managers still have their triple captain chip left. Um, and there's, there's only two game weeks left and we have to get it laid down. Um, uh, to me, there's just not that many options like left in terms of triple captain. I mean, I really think that the city Leicester game is a, is a strong game. Um, cities at home, you know, they like to play there. I'd be looking at Aguero or Sterling. Um, there's been some talk about maybe a United player against Huddersfield. The issue is United has been just trash lately, but Huddersfield is a whole nother level of bad. And so uh, maybe a United trash. player. I mean, yeah, you could think about maybe like a, I don't know, do you consider like a Pogba who's on penalties? You got to figure, right? You have to figure that United comes out here. I know they're away from home, but like they've been so bad lately. You have to figure they're like, okay, we need to go out and smash Huddersfield. Uh, so that's a potential. Um, are there other teams um, I mean, obviously, I mean, we can go to 38 and we could say like, you know, City against Brighton, um, maybe Arsenal away to Burnley. Maybe you're looking at somebody there. I don't know. Liverpool at home against Wolves, United at home against Cardiff. I, I really think the best options right now is is City against uh, Leicester of all those matches. Why do you think City against Leicester and not City against Brighton? I think the difference between the two, I don't know. I mean, I guess I think the difference between the two is Leicester has been playing okay football lately, which is great uh, in my opinion because it means that they might show up and think that they can actually play with City at the Etihad, uh, which means that they would be stretched out a little bit. That's I, I'm literally, there's no stats to back this up. I'm just drawing a narrative. Um, and that's the narrative I see, that they're like, hey, we think we're good enough to like try to attack and score a goal. And City's like, no, we're gonna, you shouldn't address like that game over, you know? And, uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess against Burnley at, you know, against Burnley away, I get a little nervous that Burnley just like you locks bright, it. Brighton away. Or Brighton away. I mean, yeah, I get a little nervous that they mm-hmm. just like play like Burnley did. And that's what I was trying to say, that they play like Burnley did. Mm-hmm. They play so deep and City's like literally shitting their pants the entire time because they're like, we're away from home. We need this win to win the league. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm just drawing up a fucking bullshit narrative. I know it has nothing to do with actual stats and like the way the game works, but I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't like that anyone held their triple captain. Personally, I think it's going to be really difficult to decide. But I would lean toward Man City. I mean, Man United's. Ooh, that's gonna because like putting it on Pogba. I don't think you're going to get a goal in open play. So you're banking on penalty kicks. That seems really risky to me. Um, he might get an assist or two in open play, maybe a goal, maybe, I don't know. But I mean, Huddersfield are really bad. I would, I agree. I would lean Man City. I would actually go against Brighton personally. I just Hmm. think Brighton's going to be worse. Concede Um, more and City are just going to be in destroy mode because they're going to be winning the league. Yeah. Leicester have been good. I mean, I just think Brighton are worse. I do agree it's a little bit riskier because they're away from home against Brighton, but that's yeah. that's what I would wait. I would hold till game week thirty eight. Yeah, I have to. I have my triple captain. I have to decide. I've uh, I've I've got to listen to the press conferences and kind of think about it a little bit. But yeah. All right, so we've got about ten questions here. We need to pound them because otherwise the pod's going to be way All long. Right. So we'll do a quick fire round deal. Port yeah, port wine and Red Bull. Let's go. Yeah, snort it up. Um, should we do the back and forth? I read, you read. I read, you read. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, I'll start. Arde Savadal? Svardal? Tough one. (laughs) Uh, Should we kick Sun out of the house? Jake, kick him out, yes or no? Yes. And then you should keep him because once I kick him out, he'll score two goals. Nailed it. You're up. All right. 
Uh, Alec, uh, a lot of us, including the both of you, are very burnt out by this by the season in terms of rank not much will probably change for a lot of us now what do you guys reckon are ways to re-energize and motivate us for next season great question by alec he's completely right that we are burnt out um i've been away from like the twitters and the slack and i've been trying to get back on but it's just like i can hardly do it with all the stuff that's going on and it's being the end of the season in terms of re-energizing i basically and jake and i like to step away from the game for a long period of time we won't start looking at stuff until preseason starts so we'll basically step away for like two months uh next one mario uh seven behind in one mini league 20 behind in another getting the keen in this week but need two two free transfers to do it if i take a hit i can get united coverage by doing erickson sala vardy to pogba mane kuhn sala move the only way i can afford it thoughts yes or no jake what do you do you like that or not Oh God, I got so confused at the end. Jake, there's, it's just literally team. three teams for three teams. Three players for three players. What do you want to do? Oh, got you, got you, got you. So, oh my God. Wait, then what's the question? What, Erickson, what Sala, and Vardy. Erickson, Sala, Vardy. Okay. To Pogba, Mane, Kuhn. But would you do that Sala's for a the hit? Only way I can would you do it for a hit or no? Oh, would you do it? Y- y- yes. Oh my God! Just thank you. Just say something so we can move on. All right, read the next one. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I why wouldn't you do that? It just makes sense to me. Um, okay, hits or no hits from FPL psychologist? No That's hits. The question. No hits. Thomas Bracken. Are United really a thing? It feels like a trap. I, no, I think Huddersfield are just shit. So I, I do think United's not bad to own. I mean, Huddersfield's going to give up at least two goals this game, if not more. Follow up question that. Uh, ties in with the question bef- uh, earlier. If you're kicking Sun out, should you be looking at Pogba to come in? Yeah, I mean, that's the best option. I, it's like for that's like. That's what I would do if I moved Pogba. Okay. All right. Ne- ask me the next one. Um, Brian, uh, Frazier and Wilson double up for the uh, Tottenham fixture thoughts. Uh, I think I would in or he has them. It must just have them. I would, I would say like, if you have Wilson, you probably play him or Frazier, pick one of them. I don't know if I'd play both. That's just my thoughts. Uh, Oh, and he says, and is Firmino worth a hold? Um, At this point, probably unless you can drop him down to somebody a little lower that you can use to fund a player that you really like for next week. Jake FPLDC is Jake ready for next season. Yeah, I'm ready. I mean, like you said, I'm going to take my break, but I'm going to move up in the mini league is my goal, and my goal is going to be top 100K. Hmm, good luck. I feel like that was sarcastic. Yeah. You take it for what it is. We'll see it. We'll see when it happens. Hmm. All right, Troll, Marco. Here's a tough one. This is perfect. It's for you. Manchester United youngster Greenwood. He looks a promising player, thinking of bringing him in for Rondon. Yeah, and two point sex sounds asked about this later too. Should I TC Greenwood kind of as a joke at, at Jake? Um, there's some reports right now that Rashford and Lukaku both potentially have injuries. I, I haven't, that was as of today. I, I don't know what the follow up is. Um, Greenwood would be the next striker kind of on the list there. Um, you know, like if you're like at the point in the season where you don't really care what your overall looks like and you just want to take like a punt for the hell of it, I don't care. Go for it. Like start him. He's either going to play nine or he's not going to touch the pitch most likely. So whatever, do it. I don't care. Uh, Bobby Love. This one's for you, Jake. You're going to have to follow. Are you ready? I'm following. Okay. Erickson and Vardy 
to Pogba and Lacazette for a minus four. Only one mini league I'm a distance away from winning with some big money, so I need to take a risk. Is it worth it? Also, I'm 100% beating Marco in the PSL league. Uh, and then he follows that up by saying, I'm an idiot and I'm kidding. I didn't mean to say that. My name's Bobby Love and I'm dumb. Um, so Erickson and Vardy to Pogba and Lacazette for a minus four. Oh, and I agree with all those things Bobby said. That's fair, Bobby. It's good that you can admit those things. Jake, what do you think? I don't, I don't love it. Um, I mean, Spurs have two decent fixtures and Erickson has been pretty good. So I feel like Erickson's the better midfielder. Um, and then I feel like Lacazette's the better forward, but I just feel like significantly it's not a huge upgrade. So I would probably stay away personally. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Um, that's all the questions we have. So let's just talk quick about captains. Then we'll kind of wrap things up. Um, any kind goal score odds via FPL Sala Coons at 64%, Abba at 56%, Sterling 55, Hazard 51, and Laka at 51. FPL Canuck, who's the uh, one of the hosts of, of What the FPL, another nice little podcast. Check those guys out. Um, posted a nice little um, chart kind of showing like the top players and their opposition and, and maybe who is best to pick. Kind of making the argument for Aguero, he has six returns in six matches uh, against Leicester. Um, I think he has, let's see, he says, says he has, uh, he's played six games, he has five goals, and he has one assist in those last in those last six games. So making the argument there. Jake, um, I know you've kind of stated already your triple captain thoughts. Uh, what do you think just for a captain band in general? Yeah, I'm I'm struggling a little bit this week. Uh, might just stick with Mane against Newcastle. Um, I'm also the the whole Rashford. Or actually, I probably will go Aguero. Probably Aguero. Yeah, I think he's the best pick. He didn't he have like th- three or four against um, Leicester last time he played them. I think so. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure, but he looked really good against Burnley. He had a fair amount of chances. Missed a. Miss a pretty, pretty shot from just outside the box as well. Yeah, I will say. So I'll say this about Aguero: he's getting into like half decent areas, um, but God, he looks fucking slow. Like he looks like he's like hurt or something. He's not running well. He's not covering a lot of ground. Like his his change of pace is not very good. I mean, his positioning's yeah. fine, but yeah, that makes me a little nervous. But yeah, I think Aguero's the way to go too. I, you know, I mean, you could, like we said, you can make an argument for a, a, man, a manu player like a Lukaku or Pogba or something. Um, of course, I mean, like Son or Erickson's probably not a terrible pick either against Bournemouth. Bournemouth's back line is worthless, but it's hard with Spurs how bad they've been, and it's hard with United with how bad they've been. So I think probably just go City, play it safe, it's my opinion. But, all right. Yeah, the other, I mean, the other interesting thing is like maybe going a Wolves player against Fulham, but Fulham have been better. So that's kind of. It's a little tricky. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's something to consider. But uh, Oh, is somebody here? Somebody honking? Somebody's here. I have to go. Okay. Thank God we can end this fucking podcast. All right. Um, follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, online, DiveFPL.com, and on Facebook. Uh, download our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Overcast, Pocket Cast app, and CastBox. 
Uh, we got a write-in from Mark, FPL Virgin. He said, if the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin got together, they would form a super band. Would you and fellow Yanks, FML, FPL, ever join forces and record an episode together to form a super FPL pod? Would, would you would you ever do that, Jake? Would you ever record? Would you ever be down? I mean, we've talked about like getting other people on the pod, and we like honestly, we've just been shit at like taking time to do it, um, and like getting it set up because of our schedules being so crazy. But would you ever want to record with FML, FPL, Alan, and and Walsh? Right? Isn't that who their, their names? Yeah, I'd be. Yeah, I'd be down. I would be down to form the Super Pod. Yeah. They're cool dudes. Actually, uh, no joke. I went on a bike ride today and I listened to their podcast. They're a good laugh. They're also yeah. I usually listen to them a lot, especially in the beginning of the season for advice. And I've just been a little bit busy. So. Yeah, they're funny. They're a good laugh. So they're solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, want to get out of here now that we've shouted some other pods. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's get out of here. Good luck with everybody with the game week. Uh, It starts Friday, by the way, so you really can listen to this pod, and then you have to, like, make your decisions. Obviously, I know you've been holding out and waiting for us. So uh, let's get out of here, Jake. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive. And go box. Yeah, go box. (laughs) All right, let's stop recording. Uh